0: what's up everyone welcome to the uh play in the zone podcast awesome to be back in and um heading towards 2021 starting the podcast back up today i'm super excited to have ratu with me in here from scotland all the way in scotland i'm in korea i'm i'm from new zealand he grew up in australia from fiji so there's a a lot of different elements there and um Super excited about, about having a chat here with Ratu because I know from working with him um, that, you know, uh, both of us together allow that space to be there and we allow that flow to happen. And, you know, I've got no idea where this is going to go, but um, as you can kind of when you tune into things and as, as, as Ratu knows, when you tune into the intuition a little bit and knowing his energy, and knowing, knowing where, you know, when, when, we, uh, when we converse and, and work together, knowing where that, that, that flow comes from and knowing that that, we, that higher, higher sort of intelligence allows to flow through. And you know, I've already can almost see the conversation that has, has it already happened and the amount of value that's gonna come in. Um, and it's almost something that I know is gonna bring a huge amount of value to anyone who listens, um, whether that's an athlete or someone in the general life business, whatever it is so yeah what, what i'll do is i'll jump straight in guys and let i to introduce himself um i hope i'm pronouncing your name again man again properly again
1: um Good brother.
0: yeah the fijian flyer all the way from scotland <laughs>
1: uh, cheers ricky uh, thanks for having us on as well bro uh, i really appreciate the time and, um yeah man the value that i get from you know all of the stuff that you've put on on social and everything man it's it's the exact reason why you know, I, I can't remember what it was one of the posts that you put up i you know i had to like link up and connect with you like you said that energy that you put out there is uh, uh it's just resonated um you know with uh everything that you, know, you try to incorporate with you know training every day and uh, you know the way that you know you uh pursue things you know uh, in uh, in the sporting world as an athlete but um you know my little introduction of myself is uh was born and raised uh in in australia actually so Born in uh, born in Wollongong, um, and grew up um, most of my life playing rugby league. So I'm one of one of nine in the family. <laughs> it was uh, a big big family You know, uh, mum and dad are pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's uh, seven boys, and then there's uh, there's two girls. And uh, you know, uh, both mum and dad are you know traditional sort of, uh, island story uh, coming over from uh, the islands, basically just. Uh, looking for, you know, more opportunity and to, you know, build a better life for, for us kids and I guess to provide for us, you know, what uh, they didn't have growing up. So the typical sort of uh, Pacific Islander story. And uh, I guess in a nutshell, my my journey with sport and with uh, with rugby, um, uh, I always looked up to my older brother, uh, Penny Tongue there. He was pretty, uh, you know, um, uh, pretty big with the rugby league uh, coming up, you know, with the schoolboy uh, ranks. And I was always like, you know, the, the little shadow, if you will, uh, you know, just chasing uh, you know, the ball around with the bro in the backyard and just trying to follow in his footsteps. And uh, you know, um, our story in a nutshell is the the whole struggle of you know the the financial side of things, you know, with the with the Pacific Island uh, you know, family uh dynamic. Um, mum was basically you know the the main breadwinner, <laughs> my old man came over to Oz. Uh, overstayed his visa. <laughs> so, so he was always uh the immigration, and uh, you know, would always work. Um, man, some 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 mean memories working uh on the orchards, picking the uh, oranges and like you know, picking apples and stuff like that. Cause uh that was the easiest way to make money and uh, stay off the grid, <laughs> um, making cash in hand for the old man. So. Uh, he was playing up, but mum <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Mom> was always <laughs> Mum was always, you know. The, the main breadwinner, and that, that put a whole lot of pressure onto her. Um, you know, she ended up, uh, you know, developing a, a pretty bad gambling addiction. You know, to try to make ends meet and um, you know provide for the family and you know keep the roof over their head. Uh, my brother and I, uh, the, the first house that we all sort of like uh, moved into when we uh, we moved into Campbelltown. My brother was at the Roosters at the time, and I was coming through in the under twenties with the with the West Tigers. Um, And we the lease on the house had my mum's. It was under my mum's name, my brother's name, and it was under my name uh, because you know of the money that we all collectively were making. My mum probably wouldn't have been able to put the the lease under her name individually. Um, So there was a lot there. in terms of the fact that you know she, it was, it was a bit of a catch twenty two with my because she she didn't want us to have to bear the the burden of you know uh, financially providing for the family, but the irony was she, she ended up making it worse because she she tried to go and gamble like you know to make that uh, you know rental money or like whatever bills that were outstanding when you know would have been so much easier um, you know if we just all you know put our heads in together and. Uh, we would have been able to cover things financially uh, pretty soundly. So I think there's a lot there to say, to be said with, uh, I guess, the uh, generational type mindset with, you know, uh, mum. And I've had a lot of chats with her in terms of, um, you know, um, I guess getting away from that uh, egotistic, you know, I guess is the, the word that comes to mind side of, you know, uh, trying to um, stop us from having to, you know, um, provide that financial support where we were always like more than happy, like, you know, to be there, you know, we, we, we wanted to, you know, as you, like. I think all like young Islander boys uh, do, like, we wanted to just buy, you know, mama a house and help her, you know, um, you know, retire and just uh, set herself up. And um, for all the stuff that, you know, she's always been there to, to do for us, you know, as kids growing up, um, you know, so some of the best memories I have is, um, you know, first sort of our, uh, Athletics carnival, mum's on the sideline, you know, she's, she was always there, she was always there, so it was always a, it was, it was a hard thing, you know, um, to see that, you know, uh, to happen with her and, you know, that's, um, you know, we're still, I guess, in uh, the blocks of, you know, building back up the relationships because, you know, there's a lot of fragments there that, you know, the uh, relationship with mum sort of broke down um, as you'd expect it to, um, but, um basically that whole gambling addiction that, that happened with my me. I And mean, I'd spoken about that, you know, pretty openly uh, when I got to spend some time uh, training with the Brumbies. Um, uh, it was back in 2015. Um, basically what happened was my brother. Um, so he was on a, a pretty big money contract with, uh, with the Roosters and he terminated, he didn't know how to speak to anyone. We both didn't know at the time um, how to speak to anyone. He terminated his contract over with the Roosters and he took up a, uh, a football scholarship uh, with Baylor University um, over in, uh, in Waco in Texas. And uh, he's ended up finishing up his uh, university degree, degree over there in sport and exercise uh, physiology. So um, he's finished up his studies over there. And he's just playing in the MLR competition. Um, potentially um, will finish up as his last year with the season being cut short with COVID. Um, and then I was at the... Um, I was at the, the Bulldogs actually at the time um, and I didn't know how to speak to anyone, same thing, just basically uh, left from the team and speak to anyone and I moved, I moved away to Canberra um, where I met my partner um, now fiance, uh, Victoria um, and as I said, you know I uh, got to do a year with the, with the Brumbies, that basically came about by, I was playing club rugby league in uh, in Canberra with the Queen Bean Kangaroos and um, I put together some footage and then um, Stephen Larkin basically got a hold of it um, and I got to train for the year. He he basically invited us in to train for the year uh, basically to learn the game of rugby because I'd grown up all my life, my brother and I I both played like the league and, um, you know, I made another uh, uh, highlights reel from there Um, and that got picked up by um, Gregor Townsend and that's actually, uh, you know, how it eventuated being uh, over here in Scotland. So, it's kind of crazy, like you know, as you, uh, Ricky was saying at the start, you know, there's a whole lot there in terms of you know, being born here and sort of you know, ethnicities here. And uh, he's over there in Korea and I'm over here in Scotland. But in a roundabout way, you know, um, in a nutshell, that's basically how uh, both Victoria and I have ended up here in Scotland. And um, just by, you know, Instagram and social media, as I, I mentioned earlier, it's uh, linked up and connected uh, with Ricky. So, yeah. Man. Long and short of the introduction anyway. Awesome, brother.
0: Uh, I'm sure, and I certainly appreciate, and I'm, I'm sure many people appreciate your, you know, your ability to, to, to tell your story in a way that, you know, there's vulnerability about it and you're clearly comfortable with that, um, which shows that, you know, you're in a very strong position um, emotionally yourself and you have a lot of emotional intelligence and awareness about you um, as a person mm-hmm. to be able to be comfortable with that. And, you know, it's it's certainly you're talking about things that are that are very rich that I want to try and touch on here, um, such as, and we'll, we'll get straight into it, actually. I've made a few notes, so mm. we'll work through it, man, and, and get into it. it's a few points here that I think are trending in quite quite um, important things now in sport, becoming more mm. important, and as mindset grows over the, over the next 10, 20, 30 decades, and I know we have discussed this and, you know, we're on the same page on probably where a lot of the trends are heading, and I make no secret about posting about that and posting about 2050, man, where I see things and, and where yeah. I see things going and, you know, um, and dancing in my nighting ground and, and my um, dressing gown, my hat on, might look a bit random to some people, man, but, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure that um, in 10 years, it's going to be what every team's doing. Cause that's, you know, but I will leave that for now. I want to touch on this man, because you look at the inner realm nowadays about, 50% of, of the players are Pacific Islander. Um, we've seen the docker recently oceans apart with a lot of the uh, exploitation in the islands. Um, so it's a really big issue in World Rugby at the moment about this sort of uh, the tier one nations and, and, and all that stuff perhaps not providing them the, the amount of support that they deserve or... That is equitable to the contribution that Pacific Island players make to the game of rugby. And I'm pretty sure rugby is probably similar in terms of 50% of players, Pacific Island. And you know, we need to be aware that there a lot of these players are coming from a certain culture where, you know, it's probably quite different to that Western macro. And I know that back in, um, you know, it was a real problem back a few years back with um, suicide, even with some of the young boys, you know, and, and um, you know, just so sort of taking a moment to think about them and, and um, you know, and and recognize them, and and really, um, hopefully, add to the add to the add to the environment, so that a lot of the players coming mm-hmm. through, specifically um, Pacific Island, who have a lot of stress anyway as you said in terms sometimes Mm -hmm. financially and and their culture so maybe some some of their parents parental pressures perhaps so what's your opinion on that stuff um you'll have a much better insight than me growing up in that environment and under 20s in league um you know being around players being in that position yourself so i think man it'd be excellent if you touch on that and you know where it is where the state is Where some solutions? Where do you see that trending? Um, You know, what would you advise? What would your advice be to young players, for example, coming from New Zealand straight out of school and being contracted (coughs) in Aussie and and away from family, perhaps?
1: Yeah, it's uh, man. I've had it's been crazy, man. Like I've had like chats with uh, a lot lot of the teammates and boys over the last like week and a bit, and um, you, you realize that it's it's so much more you know uh more common um than you know boys would uh even realize like and it's kind of ironic because you you know you know that there's a lot of as you said at like the Pacific Islander boys but like um that are sort of uh, uh, glittered through a lot of the different teams around the world um you know what it's like you know when you hear around the boys and that you catch up for coffees and you're speaking about like you know um video games or whatever like a very like type um i guess like surface type uh you know conversations where um a lot of the boys are um in the same boat going through the same sort of you know struggles but like the conversation's just not opened up um you know about that and, and you know it's not to like purposely go out and try to like you know cry into each other's businesses like uh, i remember you touching on the fact that like um things that just like happen or like authentically like you know and it just happened that so we like I'll give you the example like we were on a on a way trip um two weeks ago um against Ulster uh away and you know we're just sitting in the in the sauna you know with one of the boys is like basically just asked me about the story that I just uh, you shared to you about my like introduction of who I am and how I got into rugby is like hey like I you know just curious like you know you said you grew up playing rugby league and how did you get across to rugby and um he was just had uh, a curiosity, and you know, um, I just basically was like, "Mate," like told him the exact story that I, I shared with you, and then he, I could just sense that he was just listening, listening, and um, I think for me, like one of the biggest uh, things that I've found is like the at first when I first spoke about, like you know, I guess all the struggles that um, uh, happened, you know, with the, with the family. The first person that I spoke to, like, um, was my mom because I wanted to have. Her back into understand that I'm not trying to just go out and just sell her under the bus type thing. Um, you know, the, uh, the Brumbies uh, wanted to do like a little bit of a piece uh, in the Canberra Times paper just about how I, you know, came across from rugby league to be able to train with the team. So I spoke with mum initially about it. And um, like I said, when my brother and I were both at, um, you know, rugby, at the rugby league uh, teams that we were, we were at respectively. Like, we both didn't know how to speak to anyone, like, you know, uh, who all the support systems that were there within, you know, um, uh, within the clubs for us to reach out to and speak to. um, We we just didn't know how to like open up that conversation. So, the biggest thing that I found was like being, I guess, as you say, like, you know, comfortable or vulnerable enough, you know, to be able to share the story. Like, I've been, like, when boys ask me now, it's not like a, I don't feel as like jaded or like, you know, the, the emotions aren't. I'm there anymore because, you know, I've spoken to mom and, you know, we're working through stuff, but I'm comfortable enough to speak about it. And the fact that, um, you know, that's the case. When I spoke to my teammate, like, I could just hear him, like, see the cogs turning in his head, like, you know, sitting there in the sauna just, like, you know, uh, chatting the night before, like, a game. And then he's just, he ended up opening up, you know, about, like, stuff, um, you know, that he, he's, like, been going through. Um, and then the long and short of it is, like, I was like, bro, like, you know, there's so much, you know, uh, support in place. Like I touched base with my captain earlier about like, you know, start, you know, COVID not being able to get back to see family and all that and how that's, you know, mentally affecting, you know, uh being apart from your family, you wanting to turn up the training and whatnot. And, you know, when I spoke to uh, the head coach and he was like, mate, like, you know, if you, need, if you need some time off or whatever, like you actually realize that everyone's, you know, um, going through their own individual stuff and then like, um, once, you know, I guess it just presented the, like, a genuine opportunity, like, to, it wasn't like I was trying to, like, go out and, like, open the conversation, like, he asked me, you know, that's just a story, and when I shared, like, you know, that, he was just like, oh, like, I'm actually going through this and this, like, you know, with, with, with family, um, and, and having to send money back and all of that to, to the islands and whatever else, and I basically was just like, bro, like, you know, like, speak to, like, I'll speak to the captain if you want me to, like, if it's okay with you, or, like, You know, like even the coaches, because I literally just spoke to them like two weeks ago, and bro, they're actually so cool. But the the fear there is, oh, you know, that the the coach will think this to me, like there's always like some reservations that boys have, are there? So I guess, like, uh, to answer your question, is um, the disparity with, uh, you know, um, I guess the cultural um, uh, norm, if you will, of of, uh, the the Pacific Island boys and, being so glittered through the teams and, um, having, I guess, this whole sort of like cultural, um, uh, blockage, if you will, of, um, not necessarily like being able to open up a conversation like that, um, is, I think, um, just being comfortable enough to like let it genuinely sort of, sort of happen and like, you know, sharing, like, and having like a real conversation, like, you know, uh, um, uh, as opposed, to, like, you know, just you know, the boys a bit of banter and and sort of joking around and that. But uh, I don't know if that makes sense. You know what, I, what I'm trying to say there.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, man. That makes sense for sure. Um, you know, and and certainly it's probably common amongst you know all players really that that lack of a lack of real ability to open up and have that emotional intelligence and be vulnerable. And it's it's probably something in society. I feel as well that. Um, you know mm. that we, we're taught to, you know, a lot to be hard enough, and especially as rugby players. And you know, you know, one of my things is soften up or you know, be soft because when you're soft and when you look at it, man, emotionally, if you're soft, then your emotions are soft and you you can you're aware and they can fall away and you're you're actually in the moment more. You're in that flow, right? So mm. I like to I like to come up with a slogan like being soft is the new being hard, something like <laughs> that, <laughs> or soften up. Um, <laughs> yeah I like that. and and again mate that's i think you know from from what where i look at talking to coaches and looking and, yeah. and I'm, I'm always aware of what's happening with um ceos and looking at the energy they put out and people i talked mm. and work with i mean a lot of it has to do with the team you go into mate because if you go into a team mm. that's very much got a maybe very traditional authoritarian coach who's very much mm. um perhaps a more of a negative and punishing mindset than, you know a, 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 a player who's, who's from a, you know come from samoa or somewhere it's probably going to feel quite threatened and the energy is probably quite threatening in that environment so whereas if you go to a team with a growth mindset you know where the culture's already been about being vulnerable and open and you know and like that that to me shows the power of culture you know if you go to a team and that's the norm to talk like that because it's possible right it's, it's shifting mm. that paradigm that we talk about um, And do you think man that I know there's a bit of, bit of a movement around being vulnerable and you know and, and, and certainly being aware of an environment like the All blacks who I speak about a little bit only because the amount of content they put out um, you think that being vulnerable I mean what's your thoughts on that man the environment and how important that is and you know we're starting to see well-being and, and mental health coaches about that more mental skills coaches um and and then so you know they're being vulnerable is kind of a norm then is that the shift or what do you reckon, man? because you can get pretty technical with team sports you know you've got the coach the environment the organization ceo and it's very very technical so i mean i'm not sure really is what the solution is i know of you i know for myself man working as a mental skills coach that having that one on ones is a huge time to start to shift people um, uh, in terms of how they, how they are emotionally aware and, you know, and if a team has it it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow for that growth mindset to come through the organization and flow through but what's well, some of your experiences man in terms of that so the fixed mindset growth environment the impact that that has and you know how can we how can we make environments where vulnerability is more the norm or you know I like to again say the phrase you know where your emotions on your sleeve not in your heart sort of thing take them you know be be aware and be aware of them and um you know like gary v's great at this mate i don't know if you're familiar with gary v but he says
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: tell the world your biggest fears
1: tell everyone
0: tell everyone and then what have you got to fear you know what i mean
1: like Mm. so that's so true bro i um i think from a personal point of view like i've noticed like the shift in conversation like It's funny, man. Like, you realize that, like, all right, we're all just, like, the same big kids, man, just chasing, like, the same dream, man. And, like, I think when you realize, like, that we're all just the same people, it just, like, washes away all the competition. Like, you know, we are in competition against each other. Don't get me wrong. Like, we're fighting for the same, like, you know, uh, position every week. There's only, like, 23 spots in the match day, 23. But I think it's just, like, man, like, uh, what I'm trying to say is, um, oh, like, you realize you can go like either one way or the other, like in terms of your response to like what boys like say. And I've I've found like my biggest, um, like like uh, bold moment, um, with conversations and whatnot with the boys is like, uh, where I might have you know sort of like taken a bit of like the banter approach when boys say stuff, like the sh- what I'm trying to say is like the shift. I guess starts with, with myself. And we spoke about this in terms of w- once, you know, you sort of get that ball of momentum uh, rolling, you know, it, en- it only takes up to what, like 47%, I think, or, or the number that you said, um, for the, the the culture of the, the overall team to shift. And um, once, you know, there's like individuals, yes, that um, uh, are a bit more, you know, aware of, you know, your everyday sort of interactions and stuff, like you, I've noticed like, so, I'll give you an example, like, you know, boys, um, one of the boys our, our our Scrum off, like he, you know, uh, he, you know, had a, he was like a starting like, Scrum off, like went off to go start, like, you know, internationals and then um, one of the young boys is coming through um, and then, you know, there's a bit of competition, you know, there that he'd not necessarily been uh, used to. He ended up, you know, uh, they were both, you know, starting in another team like uh, every other week and. It was a bit of a good, like, rocket for him, um, which he spoke about at the end of, you know, he got uh, players player, uh, you know, at the end of the uh, season uh, function. And um, he basically, when he stood up there, like, he he shared a bit, like, you know, and he said, like, I uh, you know for me for the first time ever, like, I've had, um, you know, somebody nipping at my heels and, you know, probably... Uh, you know, turn to like, you know, uh, uh, he didn't, I, it's like vices, I guess, if you're like, you know, alcohol, he didn't say it in those exact terms, but you know, the boys knew, you know, what he was saying when he, when he, when he got up there and then and he said his speech and um, he, he was just sharing a bit, man, it was just from the heart. Like, you know, again, I guess, you know, being vulnerable, like he, he was quite choked up because he had a bit of you like he, you know, breakout year and then struggled, like, you know, I guess the year after and, um, with, you know, one of the young talent coming through and then, he, when he got, um, you know, voted as like player's player, like I think it was really like humbling for him and he um, uh, to see, I guess, you know, the trap of falling into, um, you know, uh, like alcohol or whatever to deal with it um, and then come out of the other side and achieve exactly, you know, uh, what he set out to achieve um, in terms of being voted, you know, uh, the best player by your peers. He, he shared that... Um, and then I ended up um, getting called in for, for for my first time to um, to the international squad last year with the uh, with the Six Nations. And he messaged me just to say, hey, congrats, bro! Like, you know, it's been awesome to see, you know, you um, you know, uh, included and, and whatnot. And uh, the point of why I'm saying this is like, I messaged him and I said, bro, you know what, man? You might not realize it, but what you said at the um, at the players' dinner that night, man, like that hit me, bro, and like, um, I put it, I put it like a rocket, like, uh, you know, my like backside, if you will, to, you know, just be like, all right, like seeing, like, you know, you at the pinnacle, like, you know, with international and that, and then dealing with, you know, another young boy coming through, like nipping at your heels, and then you sort of, you know, the way that you dealt with that, and then bouncing back, and then listening to what you said, you know, up on the podium, like, you know, that that night when you took your your. Your award that sat with me, bro, and like basically was like inspiration for me to, you know, train and like push and I guess you know like uh, here I am, you know, in the international camp off the back of it. What I'm the the point of what I'm saying, this is is as you open up, you know, those conversations. Like our relationship went to a deeper level in terms of like you know that trust, and he was like, bro, he basically just was like, bro, like we just I'll say this message, man, it's like one of the best messages like uh, I've like I've received like in, in a long while. Um, what I'm saying there is, is like, you know, um, when you're speaking about vulnerability and stuff like that, like it wasn't like you know, trying to go out and like, uh, you know, automate things or like it was just a, you know a genuine thought that it was like, bro, I guess your mom always said like if you know if you have something to share like you know like say say it, like you just never know. Um, you know, what, uh, what good it, will do, and when I, he didn't, he didn't know that, man, like, he wasn't trying to share it there to inspire boys, he was just sharing his two cents, like, you know, um, and that, that hit me and stuck with me, and then I was just like, man, like, I could go and tell him at the time, but, like, I mean, it's respect, it would mean nothing, because I wasn't, like, you know, playing well or anything at the time, like, you know, use it as fuel, and then, like, you know, getting caught into international camp, um, and I was like, bro, you know what, man, like, what you said that might, like, help, like basically get the ball rolling and then um what i'm saying is like i know like those conversations now where we usually go to banter and have surface like level like yeah. you know banter you know it's like real conversations like you know i messaged him you know again after um you know the international game like you know scotland and uh and france like so scotland just went down i fired him a message i was like bro you know what man like um you know, unlucky result on the weekend, but I, but I thought that you were like one of our best players on the field and you feel like you can, you know, connect up with that level because I guess, you know, the ice has been broken, if you will. Um, but to answer the question <laughs> in a long, like, roundabout way, like, it's by break, it's a slow but short thing. So, it's your own point when you say, like, you know, 2030, 2050 down the line because it's a whole lot of generational and, like, you know, uh, uh, personal, like, family dynamics and uh, that we bring into the environment. Um, and, and it's almost like, you know, boys having to get out of it. Uh, to put it in a nutshell, we have to get out of our own individual ways, you know, and to see that we're all the same here with the same fears and insecurities and uh, vulnerabilities, um, and the power is actually stepping into that and opening up the way that, you know, my teammate did, and then me opening up the same way back, and be like, oh, you know what, man, what you said, that was some real talk, bro. Like, honestly, when you were saying it on the podium, bro, I was like getting goosebumps. I was getting quite choked up, man, because I was like, I respect that man like if there's any real sign of power is to stand up there and be like you know what like I was struggling you know I was at the top of you know international and then like you know struggling one of the young boys coming through and I didn't know how to deal with that every week so I turned to alcohol and I was like bro you know what like I was going for the same thing here we are all going through the same thing but like no one's just yeah. in the room um and then you know when he shared that, and I was like, bro, you know what, man, that, that hit me in, like, in the left side of the chest, and, you know, I put I put the foot down at training in that, and, you know, uh, a year or so later, like, getting into international camp, I was like, bro, that's because of what you said that day, and then, like, he was like, bro, you know, not understand how much that means, and it's like, that's why I say like, you know, you're so on point, because, like, as men, you know, as individuals, like, you know, we're, you know, Traditionally, like, you know, not, uh, you know, the best at opening up and sharing, but man, when you do, like, honestly, like, when you stand in the huddle, I say this to you, like, the other week, and you look at, like, you make eye contact with each other in the huddle, like, you're like, oh, like, there's a different connection there, man, and it's, that's exactly what you're speaking about and you're alluding to and like, you know, I think it speaks volumes about the fact that you understand that, you know, um, it might not take as, you know, as long as it's saying because you're opening up the conversation now to you know, make it you know, the societal norm to, to be like, you know what, like, this is actually what's going to take, you know, uh, not even just a rugby, like, you know, uh, your everyday relationships to the next level because you're actually speaking about stuff that's real that, you know, you're all going through, but nobody's like, you know, speaking about like, you know, the, the taboo stuff, if you will. Because you're like, oh, you know, I'm at coffee. I don't want to ruin the mood or whatever. Like, you know, it's like, nah, man, like, we're all at a coffee, worried about the same stuff, but like, nobody's speaking about it, man. And as you say, it's not a thing that you can manufacture. It has to come out, like, authentically in the conversation. So when I spoke about, you know, the conversation in the sauna that I had with my teammate when we were Reagan's in, in Ireland, and then, you know, that conversation, like, Boy, like we feel that as well. We're not trying to like just manufacture stuff for the sake of our, you know, uh, positivity and your affirmations. It's like that stuff's actually real, and um, yeah, those those connections like they'll flow like in a deeper level, like on the field, in those moments when you need it, because that level of trust is built uh, because you're like, you know, vulnerable. I guess if and trusting enough off the field to be able to share that stuff, and then that's met. I've always found like, you know, the, the, the irony is, the fear is only in your own head. When you actually open up and share with your teammates and, and whoever else, like, man, they meet that with a level of respect. And they actually, like every, sing- like every single time they've turned around and they've shared like an experience. And it's not that you're out there trying to look for that, like, you know, for, for boys to share that experience back. It's just when you, you know, give that energy, like people authentically feel that it comes from a good place uh, or they feel that it's real. Uh, more than like more than it's coming from they feel that that, that is real and then people feel comfortable enough to open up and and and, and you know share back um, and then as you say like that trust and that you know bond is it's just it's it's there. like you say you're bonded like you, you end up like you're bonded and you're like um, it doesn't matter like where you go like again like like that'll always be like a special thing because you just be like bro like you understand how much that's meant like for me to give me inspiration to kick on and like create momentum and do stuff for, for your own self and you know I sort of think about that quote um, you know it says our deepest fear it's not that we're inadequate it's that we're powerful beyond all measure and you know as we you know share you know whatever it is that you know you're going through you need to share you you know unconsciously give other people the you know the permission or the liberty to do the same and it's so true man um, yeah so to answer you know your question in a, in a long way again is you know that, that shift in that uh, vulnerability shift if you will um, yeah, it's uh, I feel like the best way is like I've you know, as I said, I could go through the banter route, you know, with the boys or whatever, but I found like you know, opening up like just uh, me, like having real talk, like uh, boys actually like you know, uh, rec- like recognize it. And they, the funny thing is like, boys won't always say it in a group setting or one on one, boys will share like with yeah. because you know, like, you know, what it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> boys, are like. Bit of bad I take the piss and stuff, but uh, you know, again, that just I guess comes from like a yeah, um, uh, an insecurity place, if you will. Um, uh, but like you, you realize that conversations are definitely a lot more different one on one. So it's almost like picking and choosing like the 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 right times, you know, to to, to share that stuff because like um, you know, uh, individuals won't always be comfortable, uh, you know, especially in group settings or, or whatever. But again, like you know, you're not. Trying to go out and like fabricate stuff. It's just, it's just it just happens that stuff comes up, like, you know, the way that it does. And those have been some of like the best memories and like, I guess, the best things that I cherish, like, long after rugby's done is that connection that you have, um, you know, just by, sh- you know, sharing your uh, individual like experiences, like with each other.
0: Yeah, man, man, Ratu. Right. <laughs> Always <laughs> love it, mate. <laughs> Always love it, mate, when you, when you, you know, when you talk because, um, you know, it, it's a lot of wisdom coming through there, man. And, and, I, and I know that that that's only accessible if you have that stillness within you, that awareness. So I do want to get onto that. But I've got a few points here that I did want to mention, man, and, and make sure that we mm. touch on them. And yeah. um, so one of them is when you, you know, and I always say this, energy speaks. And like I posted a little bit about pre-game stuff and interviews and haka. And, you know, if, if you just get a little bit of sense of where the teams are at sometimes, you can see teams that build momentum and energy for weeks into a game that's positive, and teams mm. that maybe perhaps don't subconsciously who maybe switch off a bit for whatever reason. They've had a couple of big games, and like, and when I say energy speaks, I kind of mean man, the result's done when the ball's kicked off, right? And it doesn't necessarily mm. mean the best team wins, but it's the power of the energy there, and um, it, it comes back to what you're saying, where you know you 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 can. You might not be able to mentally articulate it but when someone mm. speaks from the heart man it touches your heart mm. right we're going like you said about the wavelength is very different there's a coherence and a genuine wavelength so that's why for me the best coaches are the ones that connect at that level and the best team cultures are the ones mm. that connect at that level and you know where i see this going man is when you meditate as a team and you, mm. as a team, get into that stillness, you're mm. connecting as a team at what you're talking about, player to player, you can do that as a team, if you do it properly, right? Which is, Ooh. which is, oh, hey, look at God. that, mate. Look at the amplification and, and the connection and stillness there. Because when you're connected as a whole team, like you're saying, you know, you mm. trust the person next to you like it's your brother because at the end of the day, connecting at the deepest level was the formless, right? And there's no differentiation mm. there, so as a team that's where you're at kind of a spiritual Mm -hmm. level and then there's and then and then really pressure is not a thing anymore you know um getting caught up in the score and outcome you know getting emotional and even when you compete with each other you have a deeper connection so it's more of a fun playful things and again that's my 30 year 2050 thing mate that i'm looking at um another thing you mentioned the team karma you know, it's it's not very clear, but you you hit it you hit the nail on the head. When you come together as a team, you're bringing a lot of the energetic pulls and your you know, the egoic and the patterns within you. And you can't see it, but the team collective energy field can be filled mm. with these pockets. You know, can be filled with resistance. If there's a big mm. someone with a really big ego, he can really restrict that flow. So you know, mm. it kind of looks like a bit of a mess. A fixed mindset team. And I've, I've done some diagrams around this, but the More you shift, you know, the more each player shifts inwards, the more you it's excellent to talk. You hear it, hear you talk about that players being vulnerable, being open conversations. Cause once it's the norm, you break down those barriers, right? You break it, break it down. And when it's completely gone, man, that's where you have that growth mindset team where the team is in that flow state. And that's a once-in-a-generation, man, probably mm. across all sports. Like you think of the Bulls with Phil Jackson. The Lakers, what the all blacks have probably done over 10 years, that, that would have needed that connection to keep that consistency. I don't, I don't think it's possible otherwise. Um, what else have I got done here, man? That's um, that empathy as well. That that's a huge one that I wanted to touch on. Um, mm-hmm. when you have that and, and you again you had the nail on the head, mate, and and I love that coming from you being a professional rugby player, mm-hmm. you know, an, an elite athlete for you to realize all this. And and that is where I'm coming from and where I want to probably go next with yourself is you know, when you understand yourself, you understand that as as a human being, you're you're essentially the same as every other human being, right? We have a lot of shared, shared anxiety or fear that's at the root of the ego. We have a shared sort of level of anxiety from a lot of projecting and a lot of the emotions that have happened through a long time with um, a lot of violence and war and you know a lot of discrimination and racism and slavery and things you know we've got all of that within all of us you know we all have that sense of separateness with the ego we all have the um you know we all have the tendency to maybe be jealous or envious but we we never talk about it right because we want to post a perfect social media facebook image want to give mm. people the perfect image which really comes out of insecurity so if we get really mm. deep into all this man it's about you know let's let's freaking collapse all of that you know one thing i'm doing at the moment is actually writing a book which is a, a bit about my own story and I, I don't leave nothing out you know because mm. i because personally I've, i'm connected with my awareness and i'm like you want every insecurity and fear that i've ever had here's the book and I don't, and I, I honestly don't mind who in the world reads it. i Have no no mm. qualms with it, man. I think if any, if every human being could get to that place, not not mm. that I'm special or anything, but if if, if we yeah, I know
1: what you're saying,
0: opening up, man, and 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 am um, like a lot of players are, and, and like you are now, then you just break mm. down a lot of that karma, man. A lot of that, you know, the emotion softens, and you 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 kind of create a bit of space and. Um, you know, it's so true what you're saying, man. Once you shift that, shift the culture from what you're saying, I can tell your your team already that you're having those conversations and, and, the, and the guy you mentioned, um, mm. you, know, you you you've certainly got a lot of good things going on there within the environment. Um, so just, and, and I want you to, if you can, man, again, yeah. if, you, if you want to mention anything I touched on, I want to really, because my biggest thing is maybe being primary and shifting people's consciousness to that place of awareness where we're, yeah. not, we're not identifying with every egoic thought because a lot of the time their thoughts, as you've mentioned, from our parents perhaps that we take on around, around mm-hmm. limitation or finance or anxiety, depression, whatever. And at the end of the day, man, as I know I've meditated with you for a bit, in this moment there's only stillness. And then we put everything to the side just for a few moments we can mm. connect with that awareness and stillness, right? And we mm. can understand beyond words the essence and flow. And, and, and that's why I know you can articulate things so clearly because you you have an understanding intuitively of that. And uh, mm. and it's why it's why people can uh, most people can struggle to understand, you know, when you speak about some of the things that come from intuition yeah. because you can't get it through the mind. And, and most people are mind-dominated, society's mind-dominated. So Look, man, I want to get back over to you. I don't want to talk too much here, mate.
1: Um, no, you're good, brother.
0: Let's go back, man, to league, bro. You
1: said, mm. you know, growing
0: up, perhaps there's a bit of karma there uh, in terms of yourself growing up, environment, you know, genetically like every human being has. Uh, and, you know, you couldn't quite talk about your emotions, held a lot in probably like a lot of young guys, do, myself included. Yeah. Um, mm. And again, the empathy that we're talking about, I relate to. I relate to people on a very. You know, I almost connect it. I connect to every one of my clients because I'm, I'm very empathetic, man. And you know, I no, I'm no judgments at all because i I I share that as well. I've gone through my inner self, and anyone who does, you've got to go through some of that turmoil like and uncomfortable stuff, right? You've got to go through things that you don't really want to look at, but it's a step that has to happen and shift, and it's not that easy, right? Because it's. It's easier to to go and party and drink and pretend it's not there, right? And and then yeah, go exactly. control, and cover it up. So how do you make that shift, man? Because you're certainly in a place now where, you know, being being is is something that, that that you you clearly are able to connect with and your awareness and you're in a very sort of uh, place where you can <laughs> articulate and, and intuitive. And so you've got to kind of gone from someone who's like myself as well, probably completely mind identified. Emotional intelligence is mm. not really there to a place where you've kind of shifted that with that emotional mm. intelligence has probably become more primary and then the mind is more of a tool that you can use as an athlete in person.
1: But you know what, man? And I'm just like, I've oh, got goosebumps, man, thinking about it because it's like, that's so true. But like, I think of like someone like, for um, exactly who you, you touched on is uh, Gary Vee. Gary, and I've seen this so many times you've spoken to a lot of young people where it's like, man, like, uh, my, my, my my environment at home is just so toxic. Like, you know, I want to pursue this. I want to do this. My parents are telling me to go to college and do this. And that's that's the reason why, I like, Gary Vee, like, touches so, like, hits so many people in the heart because he speaks that truth. And I've seen him say it to a lot of kids, and I didn't realize until you just said the question now that I guess I did the exact same thing, like, um i guess i did realize but it's just like just reminded me of like of, of that exact thing that he's saying like he said the same thing to all the young kids and it's it's so true it's just like move get out of home get out of that toxic environment like i i always knew that it had to be done but i just never had the courage or the backbone if you will like to do it like i i just like you know i came to the point where i had to terminate the lease and Basically kicked my parents, like you know, my, my my family, out of a home, and I never had the the heart to to be able to do that. I wouldn't never have had the strength. Like when I was, the irony was, like you know, when I was just like by myself and single, like I was like, you know, the struggle that my family's come up through. You know, I don't want the you know to go through the same thing. I, I guess it's the whole reason I said like, well, my parents moved across from the island to try to uh, you know pursue a better life. Um, you know, for 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 us kids. Um, so I was always like, you know, okay, I'll do my study first, um, and you know, uh, look to, uh, make a career out of sport. Um, you know, I I always thought like, you know, relationship would just be extra pressure, extra, you know, burden on top of things. But, yeah, the irony was is that, you know, um, I saw everything from that point of view, but then I didn't see everything from like, you know, the companionship point of view and the support point of view that you know I now have with with Victoria. Uh, what I'm saying there is is that, um when it was only just myself that was, you know, affected, like, I didn't care, man. I'm like, let my family, like, you know, like, I'll do anything. I'll die for my family. But when it, I met Victoria and it was going to affect her, I was like, that's not fair. Like, I can't do that to her. And for well, the first time ever, like, you know, I, you know, had that conversation with, you know, uh, with um, with my mum and that. And I think there's, you know, a fair bit of uh, serendipity as well as the word that comes to mind, you know, like, luck, if you we want that you can't control but I guess you say that in the terms that, you know, you make your own luck in terms of the situations that you put yourself in. But I had, you know, I met Victoria and then like also had the support of like, you know, her dad, you know, and her family there for the first time in a long time. Like, you know, I'd never really had that structural, you know, hierarchy that you will, you know, have from that, you know, your parents and that at home, like, you know, my, my old man, you know, I mean, this in love, you know, in a bit of a joke, I'm like, man, that's always off, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> dodging the immigration and like <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a joking way like you know he, um, he's always working like you know so he never really had that capacity you know to be there in that masculine you know sort of strength that we needed like there's a whole lot of insecurities with with him um, you know and uh, his upbringing and you know the, I guess the saying comes to mind that you know if we just see that we're victims or victims we can have some empathy you know for for our parents and to put ourselves in, in their shoes um, but uh overall what i'm saying is like uh, i ended up moving you know as i said i left from from the bulldogs and i moved to canberra and for the like i'd always like you know as i alluded to my teammate going out and getting the alcohol every week and like i'd always go and just like drink every weekend, and then I, i i didn't realize at the time what i was well i did actually like what i was doing i'd always stay at my uh one of my best friend's place and like he had it was almost like like the envy i guess if you will like like i always envied him in the fact that you know, he's both his parents were like in the military, very really like you know, uh, structural type family, and they had, you know, um, I'd always just stay over there because it felt like, you know, I had parents like they'd always be like, you know, uh, you you know, just stay here in Paul's room if you guys get drunk or whatever, like you know, uh, make you breakfast in the morning, or like, oh man, this is nice, like, you know, um, you go home and they just feel like there's always like all that pressure and that at home, so. In a way, like uh, it's funny, man. Like the mind and like the body, like whether you realize it consciously or subconsciously, I was like out you know, trying to drink every weekend or whatever. But I was actually looking for, you know, that 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 uh, structure and that hierarchy, you know, uh, that I didn't have at home, and I found that in my friends, you know, uh, and, and their family. And um, to, you know, answer your question and what you're saying, how did you find, you know, a way to you know um get away from you know the the vices of you know of alcohol and whatever else that, to get away from your problems was it wasn't until i um physically got up and moved out of that environment at home like you know that toxic sort of environment um and then you know uh, i i met victoria and like i said there's a like a bit of uh you know uh grace and the you know, uh, serendipity there that you can't control um you know meeting her and um having you know that sort of the things but like i think about gary v because it's so true what he says like and it's easier said than done i get that i, I I've, I've spoken to a lot of you know the pacific island boys where like they want to you know uh cut those financial ties with the family are so much harder having that conversations and I, and I get that i understand that um but it's that simple yet that hard where you're like you know you just need to get up and just go get out of that toxic environment like whether it's like living off your mate's couch like you know however like you know you, you need to make that happen like uh for your own mental well-being and sanity. like like you you know i said this before like before in the review like you'll thank yourself a million times over like you know down the track because you don't realize like i knew all along what needed to be done but just being embroiled in this is the point that you're saying like you know in that environment like it takes, it took away that, I don't know, like the, the strength to be able to do it. So when I actually moved from Sydney to Canberra, like I was on the outside looking in and I wasn't embroiled in that toxicity every day, um, you know, um, and having that energy uh, affect your uh, every day. So if there's anything that I can like, you know, um, uh, say like, uh, you know, give, give that bit of advice is like, it's so true, man, like, you know, surround yourself in the environment that, you know, you feel is going to be, um, bring out the best in you to, to, to where you want to go to. And, and again, I understand that there's so much that goes on, like, that it makes that, you know, hard. Like you need to live at home with your parents and all the, all the rest of that. But as you said, like, you know, go and watch, go and follow. Like if anyone's like, you know, listening to this and doesn't know who Gary V is go and follow him and listen to like the videos, like he speaks and he posts that stuff up, you know, as those nuggets of gold to like young kids that come and ask him every day. It sounds like so brutal, but it's, it's the honest truth. Cause, and you know, sometimes like whether we like it or not, like our family will be the hardest thing, you know, in our way to, you know, be who you want to be and get to. It. And I don't mean that in a, a negative way. I just mean that that's just the reality of the situation. And he articulates that in a, you know, a very concise way to get you to see that, you know, um, you need to follow what's in your, your, your truth. That's in your heart and, and your gut. And a lot of the times we know what that is, but we just don't have the, you know, wherewithal to do it and, Again, it's another convoluting sort of dynamic to the snowball that, you know, builds momentum and then you end up, like, drinking again because of that. And yeah. we just don't deal with that stuff. You know, we push it away and then we're like, I don't know why I'm so pissed off at mum. Like, you know, it's just like, well, because I've like, not actually had those conversations over the coffee, like, you know, that we're all going through, but, you know, just not speaking about it. So I know that'll, that'll make sense, yeah.
0: Man, awesome, brother. Man, there was... Um really really cool to listen to man your perspective there and uh you know you know i know a huge amount of value to anyone who who can listen to that especially um perhaps some some uh young pacific island players or any player really and and i think about it man is is um you know not to personalize things is important because you know we need to look at the, the bigger picture and look at society and how human beings have been for thousands of years now and you know is built on insecurity really essentially fear and anxiety um and that's the egoic sense and that's that's not really anyone's personal problem so when you understand mm-hmm. that you can have a lot more empathy right for perhaps people that have wronged you or you know people who come from a place of insecurity and, and can't really they're not really aware of that so you know when we don't personalize things we can have a bit more empathy and create a bit of space right and and, and then sort mm-hmm. of um you know, realize that it's something that they don't really intend a lot of time people to, to do that, but um, it can be hard, man. I've been in quite toxic environments myself around work, and you know, it's you, you just gotta gotta almost just get out right a lot of the time, or, or do what you can. It just depends how bad it is, I guess. So for anyone, I, w- I would say as well, you know, you know, you've gotta you gotta, and I and I post about this. You gotta look after your energy first, because at the end of the day, if that's not in a good place, then you can't. that value to others right or you can um you know you can't give it give out that you know people say that cup overflowing type thing and that's really true right and you know and you might need to change change the outward structures and that the the crazy thing is man when you shift inwardly and kind of shift your own energy the outward structures change anyway like you you'll probably Mm. notice you you hang around different people more or talk to certain people more or change job or whatever it looks like So you know, they're all interesting things to look at. I, I, I wanted to post about Gary V. He's incredible, man. i followed him for a few years and he's very emotionally intelligent. Um, helps so many people and, and myself as well. He helped me to think about being accountable more myself because when you're accountable, right? Like let's say you, you have a bad game, you're accountable when you own it, then you don't create so many stories. You don't continue the karma and then you can, you can let it go quicker. Yeah, that's it. That's a, Thing that, that's underneath it, right? And um, you know that that's a big power in it. So when Gary V talks about it, you know, it's something that I do now with people, and you know, and and I wear my heart on my sleeve a bit, like, and even on social media, I I'll, I'll call people out a bit or be straight up, or because I don't, I'm not emotionally into it. You know? I'm just like, man, this is the fact, you know. And, and and um, unfortunately, a lot of people have huge egos, man, and and athletes can get that because they take on the collective consciousness. You know, and, and I see a lot of athletes who, people in general who talk from a place of mindset and spirituality, and you know, they to, to to be very blunt, man, they're completely deluded, and they have no idea that they're completely deluded, and some of that mm. sometimes the best thing you can have, man, is a is a straight bang. You got to try and crack mm. their ego a bit, and, and that's why it's such a shift, man. That some people, you know, a lot of the time to make that shift, it happens when, in your most painful moments because. You know, you 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 kind of have your force quite deep, and you kind of either sink or swim at that point. You know, and I'm
1: talking
0: people whose family in in an instant dies in a car crash, man. Like you could I couldn't even imagine that you know touch wood that you know that doesn't happen to anyone but it, and it is something that does happen so um yeah with Gary V I want to do a post on it. I want to call him out of it mate I'm going to give it a go I want to call him out because I can see a blind spot on him mate and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll call him out of it man I'll, I'll leave it for the post that I put up I'll do it a bit of video and it's nothing negative it's just that my take on it is that He's come from quite an ordered environment. Like he talks about his Mm. mother and his parents. He's come from an inward order. And my take Mm. is his blind spot is, you know, what he says a lot around work ethic. He doesn't quite realize that without that inward order, and most people probably Mm. have inward disorder, so negative Mm. thinking and so on. And the the media and what he sees that's projected the most is work hard and sleep like from 2 to 7 a.m., like people mm. that follow that, and I've done this a little bit, man. It can create a lot of things: negative health and a lot of toxic energy within yourself and anxiety. So that's kind of his blind spot. I know he balances it around be kind and be self-aware, but I think he has to be yeah. more explicit about that because, you know, because um, it certainly is a blind spot, and I, I'm probably only more aware of it because you know, at a certain points, I've probably had more of a and um, with disorder where he never has so he can't how's he supposed to see that right so and Mm. again that's a highlight where your challenges and growing through pain give you so much can give you so much wisdom and empathy man like like you're talking about with your situation you know and you can and then and and then the gift that you have is to give that to others and that's um, why i love what i do man connecting with players on a a deeper level Mm. because you know to see i almost in the first conversation i have with players who contact me because a lot of them have a bit of an opening just to contact me in the first place i see the shift Mm. i can see the slight shift when i see it i can i can i can see it straight away man when they're like man that's light bulbs because the thing is they probably intuitively understand it but Mm. they don't quite you know then they kind of need someone to speak to their heart a little bit and be like man you know believe be who you want you know do what you want, man. Move the world; it doesn't matter. And you can get a little bit. You can look at the religious side and the Bible and stuff, where I think there's mm. a saying about moving mountains. You can move mountains with thought, and um, like that's not actually as um, you know as much of a metaphor as what you think it is. But we'll leave mm. that for now, because that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: no. Honestly, when you asked me to to like, I, I didn't. I didn't come in like with any pre. Um, I don't know. Uh, premeditated thoughts of like, like where this would go, and like when you're saying stuff, man. Like literally, like as you asked me, you know, about uh, you know what was it that I guess shifted things, and I got goosebumps because I'd known, as you say, but like you know, just you just reminded me of the fact that I did exactly what Gary V, you know, you know, just hops on about with with the you know, young kids, and I say that with empathy because I understand, you know, the the. Um, the hardship around, you know, uh, people like not financially being able to, I wasn't financially man, like to give you an idea, I moved, I left, I wasn't getting paid anything, you know, uh, really with the, with the, um, with the Bulldogs because I, you know, had my West Tigers contract terminated because of all the stuff that was happening with, you know, home with gambling and I didn't speak to anyone and whatnot. So I basically moved to Canberra and I was working as a hotel porter, you know, for, uh, $14, uh, Aussie dollars an hour. And, and just, it's true what Gary says, man, like, honestly, like, the times when I sit on the bus, like, you know, as uh, I went as, you know, 24th man, you know, for the international against Wales, you know, sitting on the bus, man, and I just sit there and it's just like, just like, like, everything comes back into your head, man, like that stuff, bro, just like, just tears just coming down, you know, boys just, you know, like laughing and that, you, know, you see the rain sort of falling and. You know, just the countryside, and I'm just like, man, like it's real, man. Like, like it, it, what I'm saying is, he's like, you know, the way he says it in a funny way. He's like, you know, man, like don't be afraid to eat shit, you know, for a year or two. Like, you know, I ate shit for like, like, however many years, like, you know, with his wine library to build his empire in you know, it, to, to uh, vein a media and that, and like, you know, um, what was it 2015? Like, I went through all that stuff, you know, 2010, 2011, and like. I was working four nights behind the bar, you know, like I was watching like my, I came through the West Tigers with uh, Aaron Woods and like, you know, Tim Simona and these boys are like all on the cusp of hitting, you know, uh, Origin. I'm working behind the bar and I'm watching these boys, man. I'm like, man, those are my boys. Like, I'm so buzzed with them. I'm like, man, I should be there, you know, beside them. I was like, man, I'm going to work hard if, you know, if I, you know, ever manage like, you know. Uh, to get that second crack at it, man, like, you know, like, I know exactly what it's like to to have it all and lose it, if you will, and, um, you know, uh, we'll never take that for granted. So, when you say when you ask that question, man, like, it, I got the goosebumps, you know, like, the body goosebumps because I was like, man, it's so true. Like, you know, uh, if there's anything, and I said the same thing to one of the young, you know, under 20, like, wingers that's here at the moment, he's 20, and I was like, bro, it's so cliche, but cliches are cliches because they're true, man. It's just like, Bro, just hard work and patience, man. Like, hard work and patience. Like, I can't, like, man, like, stress that enough, man. Like, you know, I'm 29 now, and I feel like I missed out on, like, a whole lot of the first couple of years, like, you know, of your career um, where a lot of boys, like, you know, were sort of playing. But you got to understand that, you know, um, one of the boys in that team says it in Fiji, and it says, you know, like, you know, the world spins, you know, as you say, the energy, what goes around comes around, like, a lot of the boys that, you know, sort of like even my age or a little bit younger, like their bodies are so much more beaten up for like playing, you know, the game at such a young age from like 19 and just playing every year week in, week out. I still feel like I'm 21, man. Like I, I feel young, man. Like, and I, I haven't had that wear and tear, like, you know. So, again, you can complain about stuff, but like, you know, as you say, you see what you want to see, the good or the bad. And I see that, I'm like, Man, I'm genuinely grateful. Like, obviously not grateful, like, you know, for missing um, the first part of your your career. like, oh, come on. Thanks, mum and dad. But uh, (laughs) uh, at the same time, I'm like, you know, like, um, my body's so much, like, you know, better uh, for it because I haven't had that week in, week out, you know, just uh, knocking the pan in, if you will, man. So, no, went off on a little bit of a tangent, as you're saying there. But, man, that's just, you know, speaking, I was on the heart for the last... uh, well, last 10 seconds bro
0: so. all good bro I think um, something you touched on there I don't know how many teams do it but like uh, in, in education you do it a lot as a teacher that's around mm. having like a peer support system so I don't know if you, you do that where you pair up with an older young player you know to mm. really go into that space or not but um, that'll be huge I reckon because as you're talking you know you kind of said that you know, when an older player talks and that you imagine a young guy coming in 80-90 and then to hear the captain be like, yeah, you know, I I, did, I was drinking and then and I was depressed. They're like, man, you know, it's normal mm. stuff. You know, I can mm. talk about this here and, and, and then, you know, be a bit more open and so on and shift the culture a bit. And the other thing you mentioned is, you know, and that's something I always look at with myself is, um, you know and, and I do acknowledge a lot of my challenges or you know um, and, and literally grateful I probably wouldn't change even the hard times in in my own life because it's where you grow that you know grow through that pain you will like yourself i'm sure through those younger years have made you who you are now and you know as a, and not not even so much a rugby player but as a person to be i want to um you know be a be a better person and to mentor younger players and as you, you kind of touched mm. on earlier that's where that's what gives you the you know that's the real things that's going to stay with you right the, how you can do that and how you can uh, impact others. And, you know, I think when any human being finds whatever it is within them that they can do to impact others, whether it's seeing or whether it's um, through rugby as a role model, and um, you know, one, one thing I really like working with rugby players is that I know that they are role models a lot of the, uh, pretty much a lot of them and they mm. have the potential to impact a lot of people. so. You know, it gives me a lot of, a lot of energy knowing that if I like can impact players who, are going to have be professional rugby players and have people look up to, and then they can sort of, mm. you know, pass on a lot of that stuff. And man, it's, it's it creates a lot of huge shifts in the world. And either the day, man, I think um, the bigger picture is around human beings tapping into a bit more of awareness and balance, and you know, coming into being. And, and I think a lot, a lot of uh, the yin and yang points to the masculine feminine energies, I don't know if you, you, hear, of it, you hear about that stuff a bit, and you know, we've gone a bit too far masculine, suppressed women have been suppressed for a long time, so it's just given that shift back um, and in general, and then there'll be a lot more balance on the planet, um, for not just human beings, but nature and, and, and um, other, other animals and stuff. Huh? Look, bro. I know we could we would keep going. What I wanted to say, bro, is um, if you could touch on um, mm. if you could touch on the specific mental skills, because I know certainly for a lot of players who don't have access to you know a mental skills coach or one on one work, it'd probably be valuable for them. So. I mean, whatever that picture looks like for you in terms of your what you do day to day, anything around a morning routine, the, the tools, techniques such as um, imagery, meditation, breathing mm. routines, keywords, words, journaling, whatever it is, man. And, yeah, that, that'll probably be it, mate. We'll I'll we'll let you get off to your uh, gym session before you get in trouble, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nah, you're good, bro. Um, my coach actually just hit me back, so I'm all good to shift into the later one, so that's all good. Um, uh, what I will say, bro, is, um, man, like, whew. It's a – I say this from a point of view that's like um, – empathetic to the listener because I know that everyone's different. So everyone will like gravitate towards what's intuitively more comfortable, if you will, or, or more natural uh, for their own individual self. So what, what I'm saying, like what I mean by that, like at the time, like I didn't know what I was looking for when I said like, you know, I went out and sort of drank with my mate and stayed at his family because it represented, you know, the, the nucleus. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I um on a like deeper like subconscious level like, i did know but like i didn't actually realize that that's what i was looking for um but that's what i found with my 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 friend's family so uh, i say that with like you know i guess you know we, with respect to the listener because i know that um not everyone like is going to talk in the in-depth you know wavelength that we talk so i bro like i've done so much like a lot of different things that and like um myself and my partner always like sort of uh, talk about like the conversations that we have are like uh, um, on a different level where it was just like you know I, I, I'm not too sure maybe they other part uh, couples do have the, the conversation on that level that maybe they don't but um, what I would say is like um, I feel like it's a what whatever gonna like individually work you uh, for the individual that's listening or like what naturally comes like uh, uh, as, as comfortable to you, um, to whoever is listening uh, listening or, or whatever that means. Because I listen to, I don't know if you know who Les Brown is. Um, so he's a, he's a motivational speaker. So when I was working as a porter uh, at the hotel in Canberra, bro, I literally just put my headset on every day, put my phone in my pocket. And for like six months straight, I just listened to like Les Brown podcast. I was like changing the towels, changing the luggage, but that's what I felt at the time. Like, so what, what I'm trying to say is it's like, I don't feel like it's a one size fits all. Like, you know, okay, this is what Ricky does. Like, you know, that's what works for him. This is what, like, you know, I this is what I did at the time because like in hindsight, I when I look back at like, at the time, that's the capacity that I had to do that. So like, I've obviously got a lot more capacity now to do like, you know, you're breathing and you're like, you know, as I say, you're sitting here and you're looking out your window. At the time, I didn't have that window to sit there and look at Like I was struggling. I needed to get away from home. I needed to go and find that solace, you know, with the family that I found it with with my mate. Um, um, so what I'm saying is there is, like, um, I can understand and appreciate that everyone will be in their own, like, difficult, like, you know, or like, you know, really good circumstances, like, uh, whatever, you know, where situation you are listening to this, like, um, the, the one thing that I can say, like, and it, it's, maybe it seems a bit like a bit of a cop out, <laughs> but I just can't, um, I can't, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, I can't emphasize how important, like, you know, it is like, it's more than, you know, like, you know, your skill set. it's more than like, you know, uh, going in and finishing whatever, like job, uh, you know, uh. uh work on that you have to do to, to do at your work like um whether it's like I, I made a vision board man like you know um when i was in sydney i i was playing with the with the uh a club team in the shoot shoot and i made a vision board and i put like um uh the background of i put all these pictures say so like you know just, uh, just playing you know rugby and i was like i'm, I'm signed a prof- fully professional contract by uh it was October 24th is like, my mom's birthday, 2016. And I sat there and I meditated in the room, like, every morning before, I like, you know, I woke up on a. I a literally was, like, five-minute walk from Bondi Beach. I went and I sat there and, like, I could feel it, man, like, in a way that when I was playing, like, in training, like, I was so all in, like, you know, where you say, like, nine out of ten of, like, you know, your actions come from that place of uh, that goal because you sit there and you meditate and you feel it, man, like, you get the goosebumps and chill did like, the same way that you dance every morning and i was like listening too much Bro, it's real man like yeah. bro, people no people like honestly bro like this is like real talk like people like you know the fact that you have you know the you know vulnerability and the strength to put that up bro, like, bro everyone everyone does the same thing bro. bro. go yeah. and get dance around the house and stuff. I like, you know, no, like, you know, no one's like, you know, has the and the strength or that vulnerability to put it up. And I'm like, oh, listen, bro, honestly, too. Like, oh, man, I, I, there was a soundtrack. I'm trying to think of the song, man. And like, I'd listen to it like and while I was just, and I'd have a mirror there, man. And I'd have, like stare myself in the face, man. And, like, just have goosebumps and be like, man, it's done, man. And like, I ended up signing the contract here with the, with the Warriors, like, it was like seven days out of that. That exact wow date that, that I put that I put on the on the vision board. So, like, I say this in regards to like I've done like different things at different times based on the capacity that I had. So I understand that, um, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Just because Rats is doing this or because Ibiki doing that, like you know, someone might be like, yeah, but fuck, so you're like you're not struggling to like you know pay your rent this week, like you know. So I think back to the person that I was then. What did I do then in that year? You do know, you know what I'm trying to say? So. Like, um, there's a whole lot that I can say, man, like, yeah, it's real, man. Like the the biggest thing that I could say is this, like, if you've like dabbled or if you're thinking about like, man, like I, I got goosebumps because I, I realized when, when Ricky asked me, like, you know, uh, uh, what it was that shifted your attention from like, you know, using your vices of alcohol. And I was like, man, it was literally like exactly what Gary Vee was saying, like, get out of that toxic environment. So, um, all I will say to like, you know, whoever's listening to like, this, um, like in whatever situation you're at, like I can't emphasize exactly what Ricky's speaking about, like uh, and the, 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 the utmost importance, and I'm saying that because I've li- I'm here because of it, like we're here in Scotland literally because of it um, tapping into that, you know, the morning affirmations, whether it's just listening to podcasts uh, like every morning, like whatever's going to split, you know, that break as you say, snatch that ego and like get you out of that everyday um you know uh habitual way of thinking that you know you might have picked up from your conditioning of like you know your parents' upbringing or the environment that you're involved in I can't give like you know one you know size fits all type thing like because I've done a whole lot of different things that have I've just always recognized the i guess the importance of uh the mental side of things like um and I know that everyone does to some degree and so um and you know, the way that we speak, like, you know, it's a it's a, it's a, a level that, you know, um, others might, like, you know, not be into or, might, like, you know, might not, uh, like, resonate with. But the point of what I'm saying there is, it's like, if you feel that you need to, like, you know, go and listen to Gary Vee or, like, listen to Ricky, whatever's going to fill your soul up in the way that, you know, is going to get you onto the trajectory towards where you want to go to. Because we're all different. Um, we tap into, you know, the wavelengths that are different. Uh, you know at different frequencies but you know we all have that access there you know in whatever capacity that is so um yeah I hope that makes sense bro like you know what I'm trying to say there
0: oh mate I'm sitting here pretty mind blown with what you just said man so and, and I do this for a, for a living you know so I'm pretty sure any rugby player who just heard how you articulated that you know there's yeah, to be honest, man, I and I'm just gonna be be straight up that you know I collaborate and work and see a lot with what sports psychologists do, and you know that they wouldn't be able to explain how you just how you just talked, you know, because because they yeah, because you need that intuitive, you know, not that they can't certainly some would, yeah. but you need that intuitive sense to be able to put that all together in the big picture, and and as as you're talking, man, I'm thinking, you know, you're saying exactly what I do. And I was thinking, oh, I might hire you as a salesman, mate, and, um, you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> you, baby, get a- <laughs>
0: <laughs> pay you some commission there, brother. And <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, um, but yeah, it's exactly what I do, man. And to give you an example, like this week, or recently I worked with a player who, who suffered depression for a few years. And the whole thing was about trying to unlock that, man, and understand it and, you know, how can you be self-aware? And that was all I talked to him about, mate because i I know you know and he could sense probably too that anything else on the surface was going to be a function of that right we've always got to look Mm -hmm. at what's happening in the deeper layers you know but too often in sports psychology and that's where my whole paradigm shift comes in sports psychology is just in the mind it's a science the known to the known it's all in the fragmented mind forms and looks at problems a lot but it doesn't Mm -hmm. look at the wholeness the complete sort of subconscious like you're saying that you need all these so many myriad factors Mm -hmm. that that we need to really look at. So another player I've worked with, man, um, exactly your story, uh, that not your story, sorry, the, um, mm. kind of how you talk about the Pacific Island players, young guy, schoolboy star, a bit of financial pressure from the parents, felt that weight, man, and, um, probably cracked under the pressure a bit and they fell out of mm. the system a bit and then it's playing again. And, you know, but that's all part of everyone's journey. Then other players who I might talk to like, um, like yourself i know i've talked to yourself on, on that level and um, i couldn't help you too much man to be honest just a few little tweaks here because you're, you're pretty solid you know and it's more about um, just getting that conversation and you know I, I just trying to think think back to the conversation i know it was just more about a collaboration around ideas and things um, you know and, and i and i know i learned a lot i learned just as much from that so yeah that, that's just, just to, for anyone that's listened to talking pretty incredible way to summarize that man um i feel Mm. is that that is what i do you know and and it is those unlocks Mm. and it you know and a lot of the time you can get stuck on the surface like man i'm hesitating to run this ball and take this tackle but yeah Yeah. and and they can't connect it man right but Mm. I love working with players and they get that connection. I'm like, um, you know, let's go a bit deeper into it. And players go, like, oh man, yeah. This coach, when I was 10, 10, 10 years old, 11 years old, hammered my confidence. You know, he said I was, yeah. said I was nothing. He was an old school yeah. guy blew his whistle and said, you're, you're going to be nothing, thinking he was going to motivate me. But really from my background, I'd come, let's say, let's use that, that difference that we've talked about. I've come from the islands, for example, mm. just an example. This guy's come from England. Culture, a culture clash, and the England motivation is really demotivation. Exactly. And awareness. Exactly, huge, bro. huge, and we see us yeah. coaches. I see it so much, coaches and teams, man. It's, it's a big thing. Sorry, man. What are we gonna add to that?
1: Nah, no, bro. I've got like goosebumps, bro. Like honestly, like all over the place. It's so true, man. It's it's not about rugby, man. It's not about it's not about work, man. It's not about anything else, but like understanding that connection, man. Like and. It's like, how can you see like you know, one player go from this club where they're struggling to like you know another club where they just so happen to bring like you know the very best out of that player? Um, and it's so true what you're saying. Like, um, I've experienced that you know with you know coaches where you know it's just all about the rugby. Like you know, done this and this and this. And it's like, would you even know who like this person's partner is or like how how many kids they have? And you're like, what what's that got to do with rugby? It's like. It's got everything to do with everything. It's, yeah. it's like, and, and again, like, you know, having the, um, I guess, you know, say the blessing of being coached under, you know, um, someone like Dave Rennie. Um, again, like, you know, as you say, you're storm, on and I've like seen like personally as, you know, being, I guess the benchmark of, you know, a coach that you measure everyone else up uh, against is like, man, like to give you an idea where he, like he, Every year, like, you know, you'd um, invite all the foreign, like, boys from overseas around to his place to have Christmas, you know? And, like, you know, the, the change room chats is like, oh, have a dinner with the coaches, blah, 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 boys checking around. But, like, boys, like, genuinely appreciate And, like, we do, like, and it's not until that's gone where you're, like, out, oh, right, you realize, like, what of all the little things that he was putting in place where boys were, like, might have thought, like, you know, I was just ticking a box, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um but what's the alternative like you know like even if the coach is just ticking the box like it still takes the energy for them to go out have that in the consciousness to you know be able to care for a team in that regard like away from the rugby field so it's man like it's not it's not about like you know the four walls of you know a rugby team or like environment or like whatever your work environment is it's about breaking all of that down and, as you say like connecting and you know, I sort like the illustration uh, we said, you know, with some of the teammates, you sort of realize that at the end of the day, you're just the same kids, you know, chasing the, the same dream and, um, you know, um, connecting up uh, and bringing the best out, you know, of each other uh, along the way. That's, that's where all the magic is.
0: Yep. hard brother. And um, I know, Sudhus, sort of, I, I think I mentioned you, Dave Reedy, he actually um, taught me an intermediate and, you know, I was—I I didn't listen that well, man. And so we're in the kapa haka. He kicked me, because he, he's into the, to the guitar and that, right, singing. He, he kicked me out, man. And I was gone and, you know, and that was it. So, and like, you know, he probably probably can be pretty, pretty uh, direct when he needs to be, as most coaches do. I don't know if that's the case, but, um, you know, yeah, definitely. And I was done. <laughs> so he's the same town, man. So that's, yeah it <laughs> was one interaction I remember, uh, but uh, but um, on a, on a more more uh, practical note, seeing what he does, man, is is along my lines of making being primary around culture, man. Like I seen, I think Taniela Tupo posted about how he has about family and connection and knowing players on a personal level and playing the guitar and singing when you come into the change rooms. People don't get, man, that that's shifting the energy, right? And the more you do that and the more you connect with others Um, you know, the foreigners, like you said, and the more you, you know, do, do things such as uh, meditate or whatever it is, whatever that looks like, music, dance, you know, it's shifting the energy to being, man, and you've got to get out of our mind as much as possible, right? Because we, we burn out. We're in the mind, you know, and that's the, the case mm. of too many people, to be honest. So, excellent mm. example, and I'm, I'm sure you, you know, you you have you, taken a lot on board from that. And, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely.
0: So. Yeah. Hey, look, brother, we, we better uh, we better wrap up, man, because. I think we've flown by here with the time. And um, and I, I know I mentioned to you when we took a little break, mate, when you had to message your coach. Um, I mentioned to you, man, and it's interesting because I, I would say, man, that in terms of personally, I don't really talk to another person as I, as I can with you because yeah. it's, it's not quite common to uh, be on that same wave at that sort of depth with someone. And I'm, you know, so... It just, it just, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, and people that are listening, that when you, when you, when you sort of the mind quietens and there's no ego, no judgment, you know, there's a safe space which um, I like to create as a coach. Then that flow just amplifies, man, and you, you don't really force or think anything, right? It, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's the it's, it's like car you try and explain it, man, because it's pretty hard to explain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, bro i know exactly what you're saying bro it's just, just like um bro like you're just surrendering to man exactly what you teach man like it's and i know it's gonna sound so cliche but like you're literally just in the moment like as you're speaking man like you know just listening and like there's so much that comes like straight into your mind and you know it comes onto your heart and there's a reason why that it, that it comes that way because whether we realize it or not, like there's, you know, life is like, you know, a series of like events and patterns that, you know, that reoccurs and um, everything that you say, like uh, when, so when you, again, like I use that question like that, that you asked me about, you know, uh, how do you feel like, you know, you broke out of like a cycle and was like, well, how did I actually, and then like your, your heart, like, you know, my heart intuitively took me back to moving away from Sydney and that, so it's just like listening to everything you're saying and it's it's not even thinking about like it's being reminded it's like there's a big difference there it's like i wasn't thinking about that at all but when you said what you said it, it brought up something in me and, and i think you know that's if we as you say you know we flow and operate from that place that that's exactly like you know what you teach like you know it's just like being in the moment and like listening to stuff and then reacting like authentically like you know um in that moment, like to share what I share and then like, you know, you uh, brings up something in you and like, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like, a, you know, here I am in Scotland and there you are in Korea, but you just like, you know, the wavelengths are going and coming back and it's um, uh, exactly what you said, you know, opening up that space for flow. Uh, there's no like, uh, you know, the, uh, overhead thinking of, of stuff. It's just like speaking what, you know, sort of comes in. I always think like, look at it as a, you um, I don't know, like a vessel, I guess, if you will, like, you know, to have energy, you know, flow like in and out of like, you know, us individually. And then, you know, I guess a good illustration or analogy to use is like, if we are like, you know, get closed off in situations or like you tighten up, that's when, you know, you can restrict that flow of energy. Whereas like, you know, if you listen, you know, wholeheartedly and, you know, you pay attention and like, you know, you're in the moment, if you will, um, you know, that just uh, flows naturally and you can feel that in the conversation. Like, you know, it's why we can just speak for hours on an end because, you know, it's just, it literally, the conversation just flows. And so I know exactly what you're trying to say. And, you know, maybe that'll make sense to, to people listening or maybe they're like, man, these two... <laughs> <laughs> it's all or nothing. It's, it's all or nothing, bro. It's all or nothing. Um, I will say, well, like... Um, When I've spoken, like, you know, uh, with teammates, you know, to somewhat uh, this degree on this level, you realize like everyone is aware of it or like subconsciously aware of it. So when we speak, like it's almost again, like, as you're saying, addressing the elephant in the room or just like even like um, just noticing that, like everyone's operating on that wavelength uh, and either aware that they are or unaware that they are when you bring it up. Like, and I say stuff to my partner. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're going around in circles and on a tangent, but I know exactly what you're saying. I try to break things down to her. So she, she runs her own online business. And I, I always try to break things down to her and I guess semantics, if you want and say, so in this situation, when you do this, this, and this, that's equivalent to like on the field. If I like was to like miss a tackle and a mate makes up and makes that tackle, I guess that's the same way, like, you know, with, you know, you covering or somebody covering for you, like, you know, uh, in a, in, your business where you might have like overlooked something like that thing. So, uh, when you speak in these roundabout ways, um, you know, people like pick up on that language and that like, so when I, I wrote you that, um, uh, when I shared that, uh, uh that reference, uh, you know, to exactly who you are and what you do, I was like, I wrote things and I reworded them in a way that, you know, uh, could be received in a, um, a more open way. And, I uh, like, you know, I, I grew up going to church and, you know, you speak about the Bible, like, you know, saying that Jesus spoke in parables, but like, all it really means is that he spoke in a way that the the listener could understand and and, and feel it. So quite conscious and aware, like, you know, uh, you know, about not trying to think about things too much, but also saying things in a way that people understand. And they're not just like, oh, this guy's just going on a tangent, Um, you know, um, so my partner can pick up in you know business uh, terms, whereas like you know when you speak to the boys in rugby terms, like they'll pick it up. Um, you know you, you speak to like a golfer, or a tennis person, like you'll change your 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 dialogue and your and your lingo in, in that regard. So um, you know exactly what you're saying is it's like that space that you just like allow you know the conversation like and the energy to flow like it just come out naturally. And man, it's like the best feeling, man. You just can just talk for hours and on on end and spin the yarn. Yeah, man.
0: Oh, look, uh, mate. Again, uh, <laughs> per- perfection, man. You, you sort of, you know, so much wisdom coming out straight from you, man. And and and, and it comes back to exactly what you're saying. There's that space there. Um, cool, man. So um, very grateful, bro, for your time, man. I know you're you're a busy man, um, busy rugby player, partner, and you know, <laughs> and, um, but um, but on a on a genuine note, man, very appreciative and grateful, and you know, man, I've said this to you before, I, I see you doing great things in your life, well beyond rugby, and you know, whatever that looks like, I don't know, maybe going back and selling carvan Fiji or something, mate, and coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all honesty, mate, I know, you know, I know that, you know, I know that when you, the biggest gift you can probably give another human being is allowing them that space to make that shift or to speak in that parable where they that light bulb goes off because if you can do that man um, mm. and they and they really turn their attention and energy then you know they, they can shift their whole consciousness and, and and pretty much um you know change who they are in a way right that's kind of what we're talking about here so yeah. you know it's a, it's a great gift that you have made and, and privilege to be able to sit here and and, and as you share it with with others from the perspective of a, um, of a professional rugby player. So awesome, brother, take care and, um, all the best and, and look, look after yourself, mate.
1: Cheers, Vicky, bro. appreciate it, man. And I think, um, I'll just echo your sentiments in the same regard, bro. Like, honestly, man, like, bro, the amount of content you put out, bro, it's, it's circulating the world man. And that's like, you know, a lot of people like give social media a bit of a hard time and, you know, the, again, you know, it is, it is what you make it, and like, I for for whatever way, like, you know, the universe like pushed us towards, like, somehow, like, a you know stumbled across you on 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 Instagram, and I'm um, incredibly grateful. Like, and I know that, you know, I can be say like, that I speak on behalf of like, I guess everyone that will come into contact with your work, man. Like, you're doing like amazing things, man, and like, I go into training like with, you know, um a lot of like well you know what you share and stuff you know uh, i have that in like you know the mind and, and, and the heart you know going into training and it's helped me immensely man and i know that like it's only the tip of the iceberg for as you say like the 2030 2050 vision that you have man so um it's awesome to see you doing your thing man and like um individually like helping me man a lot bro, and like i know for a lot, a lot of people i like, speak on their behalf as well man so thanks, thanks for having us on, bro and taking the time and and uh just doing what you're doing online man it's, it's awesome to see and like you know be a part of in some capacity brother so cheers, cheers bro.
0: take it easy